Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinners, or saviors, or are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure. But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force to make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor. Everybody and welcome back to A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cast podcast that nobody ever asked you for. I am your host, Dylan Reed Miller, and I have two guests joining me today. Hello, my name is Andrew. Thank you for having me again, Dylan. Welcome back. And this is uh, Nick, and this is my first time on A Talking Cast. Welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. So for those of you following along at home, uh, this is episode 13, which means we are going from minute 1201 to minute 13. And we begin this minute where we left off with the dad reassuring Chris that the smoke alarm is no big deal and that it was just the fact that he can't make waffles. I had a couple problems with this scene. Only a couple? I got a couple notes to tell these filmmakers. First of all, if a smoke alarm goes off in your house, do you go, what's the problem? What's the deal? Do you, do you run shit your pants going just running around in fear not knowing what's going on? I mean... Maybe sometimes, but... He was on the second floor. Not that I want to defend anybody in this glistening turd of a movie, but he wasn't in the room. I still don't think it's a reason to run around. I would, like, casually stroll down, go, Hey, heard a smoke alarm. Is it out of batteries or something? That's my first question. Is it out of batteries? Because <laughs> what's the off chance it's, there's going to be an actual fire in the house? Maybe it's a common occurrence. He is a shady individual. Just look at him. I think we can all agree about that. So waffles, right? Waffles. Yeah. The, Chris goes, what happened? And he goes, I can't make waffles. So is he an idiot savant? He can't make waffles. And now they need a new waffle maker. I don't know. Like, he's presumably self-made rich person who is in the dot-com business or whatever. Was this before or after the bubble burst? We've discussed when this was set before. I don't think anyone knows. I have a question along along the lines of when this is set. What time of day are we talking about here? I mean... (laughs) I mean, who who makes waffle? I mean, it's got to be in the afternoon. I mean, Franny is not going to come over at 8 o'clock in the morning. She's got no work ethic. She's not going to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So who's making waffles? Who Who is dressed in khakis and a white shirt? A white shirt to cook? Come on. I just want to jump on a bit here you said. Uh, she has no work ethic, so she's not going to show up at 8 o'clock. I have work ethic. I'm not showing at someone's place in the weekend at 8 o'clock in the morning. We don't even know if it's the weekend at this point. I mean, it, it's, it's. I think it's summer. I'm not it even sure. It all takes place I mean, outside of time and space, y'all. Don't try it, to make sense yes. of it. It takes place within a vacuum. Although I will say, in terms of making waffles at any time of day, if I may quote the wonderful Parks and Recreation... Why would anyone ever eat anything but breakfast food? True words. Uh, Their their next point of discussion is Chris's shirt. Um, (sighs) He asks what's with the shirt. He is he is rocking a very fine light blue polo with those khakis. It's just a blue polo with brown slacks. It's literally the laziest thing you could do. 
Like, I didn't even realize he was, it, it was pretending to be dressing up, because it's, like, pretty akin to what they wear kind of just because, so I... It could be, it could, yeah, it could be considered, like, a school uniform almost. It's the least dressy you can get. It's nicer than his, like, three-quarter sleeves and cutoffs, but it's still not nice. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, it's it's nice for a kid his age, whatever age that is in this spaceless, timeless thing we're doing here. I don't know how old he is. He could be three. He could be 28. I have no idea how old he, any of the people in this movie are. I assume he's a teenager. And if he's a teenager, that, that is, I mean, that's about as dressy as he's going to get. Yeah. Teens don't usually dress nice, but you know, the dad shouldn't even compliment. He should be like, what the fuck are you doing? You got a girl coming over. Wear something nicer. Although, to be fair, his fashion sense isn't great either, so. No. Well, he's wearing a huge shirt that's barely covering his gut. It's just like yeah. popping out there. It's like just front and center in the scene, dominating over everything. <laughs> Maybe that was the point, to try to make him the authority figure in the scene. <laughs> just like a more more commanding presence, you know? So waffles. Yeah, waffles. Are we on the waffles still? Waffles or in... we... How hard is it to make waffles? Really? I mean, really. And he can't do that. He He's is, inept. He is useless. They then have a conversation about Franny, the the girl, the love interest, question mark, who's coming over any minute now, as Chris says, with very awkward body language. This kid is a mess right now. Yeah. I cannot understand what kind of person this kid is. He is disturbing me. He is confused. He knows nothing. He knows nothing about anything, including himself. He doesn't seem to know anything, but his dad gives him a very knowing nod and is like, yeah, all right. I'll leave. He offers to go uh, clean it up and have him and his date go out by the pool so that he can make them food. Are burned waffles really that bad? Food and juice. That bad of a smell? No, I think they're all right. Yeah, I mean, they smell like waffles still. There's not like, unless you like burnt them to like the crispest crisp crisp possible. I can't see them making that bad of an odor. First world problems. Um, so anyway, Phil offers to bring them uh, juice. Which is perfect. Perfect for a like study juice? date. I bet they have a lot of different exotic types of juice. Do not give him juice. Chris does not want your juice. If you and this guy were sitting there, and then his dad comes up with that chin puff, I want nothing to do with this goddamn kid. I want to be away from him. I don't want to be near his family. I am going to the next town. I don't want to see you. All the money in the world does not fix that chin puff. Uh, and the dad takes offense and says... He's very amu- he's very amused with himself right now. You can hear him laughing uh, yes. to himself. I'm just very <laughs> amused that I made that Phil the Future joke. It didn't work, but yeah. <laughs> it still made it. I'm so happy. So Phil is not at all offended. I don't know. Is he offended by this? He just goes, oh, you don't want your old man interrupting your... No, he time. knows. He knows what's up. He- no, it's a rite of passage. He no one wants him around. He's useless. He burned waffles. You're not the only one who thinks gross because um, Chris says gross and uh, goes upstairs. Yeah, but he says he says gross after Phil says you don't want the old man to mess up your girl time. He says gross, and and all all that rings to me is what part is gross the fact that there's a girl coming over or or the fact that you know or the fact that dad knows what's up. I mean. This kid... I don't know. I, I think it's this very This kid needs ambiguous. to get a better version of the talk if he can't, like, relate. We can only hope that Duffy, when Duffy talks to Yeah, him, Duffy needs to give him the, the talk. talk. I think there's a number of angry guys aren't looking at. I think he's just grossed out by his dad. He's like, ugh, gross. Yeah. Ugh, you disgusting old man. You get away from me. You are useless. Andrew might have cracked the code there. Well, uh, 
this kind of brings us to the end of the minute. The dad says, just go get ready and I'll and I'll make food and get the table prepared. Yeah, and I think the minute ends with about a good seven seconds yeah. of walking yeah. away and walking the upstairs. Most Chattis' shuffles by the old man as he exits the building. And the echoing, the echoing clip-clops of feet going upstairs. Uh, I think that's the end. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I hope that you both can come back for future episodes. I hope so, too. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll catch you all next time, okay, everybody? Thank you all very much for listening to this episode of A Talking Cast. If you enjoyed it and you want to stay up to date with our future episodes, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cast, or follow us on Twitter at a talking cast. See you next time, guys. Bye. 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 Minute by minute. That's so they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A talking cast is about to begin. It's a That was episode 13 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller with guests Nick Healy and Andrew Schwartz. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. In loving memory of Griffin Doherty.